Welcome back to the Strategic Meeting Tech Podcast. The Strategic Meeting Tech Podcast is your podcast source for news and discussion of the meetings and events industry. Each week, we bring you stories of new technologies, new ideas, and new directions that will directly affect all of us in the meetings and events industry. I'm your host, John Trask. I'm a CMP, a CMM, and I'm a 30-year veteran of both the audiovisual and meetings and events industry. Welcome back to the podcast, and uh, today we have a special guest on. We're talking with Carol Krugman um, from the uh, Metropolitan State University in Denver, and uh, particularly we're talking to Carol today because she has been inducted into the Convention Industry Council Hall of Leaders and will be uh, honored at the ceremony in October coming up during IMEX, so congratulations. Thank you very much, Sean. And, and welcome to the podcast. We're really happy to have you. Delighted to be here. I, I would uh, love to hear a little bit first, because obviously to reach the honor of being in the uh, the Hall of Leaders, it means that you've had a, a career that's made an impact on the industry. So I thought maybe we would just start by talking about your background and, and what you've done in the industry. Sure, that's a very diplomatic way of saying you're old and you're a survivor. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I am and I am, and very proud to be both right. to, in, in that regard. I mean, the joke is if you just, you know, if you hang around long enough and survive <laughs> long enough, you know what I mean? Um, although certainly none of us, I'm sure, ever start our career thinking or saying okay I want to be in the Hall of Leaders one day so it's right. it's really quite extraordinary you know uh, to all of a sudden be there quite yeah. frankly uh, because I've, I'm now in my 30 something year right in the industry in one way or another and of course like anything else it just doesn't seem that long I'm wondering where all that time right you went, blinked went, and it, 10 years it, went by and it's extraordinary and of course the last 30 or so years in the industry have been absolutely extraordinary yes you know it's it's one it's it's a great time it's a, it's been a great time uh, to be in the industry but it's especially exciting now and I'm really quite grateful that I'm still coherent and ambulatory and <laughs> and able to participate and uh, have really participated in the industry over the these decades in very different ways uh, and that may be one of the reasons why someone said, hmm, yeah, maybe she's done enough things, so we'll, we'll, we'll throw her into that hall of leaders. Um, well, but, but, I mean, you're involved in education now. Yes, I am. I actually transitioned from what I call the real world, right. um, sort of front lines, uh, into, into uh, higher education seven years ago. Okay. And it's really very exciting. It's extraordinary at this age, at my age, uh, and at this stage in my career, which is long and somewhat checkered perhaps, uh, <laughs> to really be able all of a sudden to be on another frontier, to literally be on the new frontier. Right. Uh, and to be able to participate in that, to you know, sort of lead in a, in a certain extent some of the initiatives that, that we are uh, taking. Uh, in academia, because academia never existed really for meetings and events. Right. There's a long tradition in the hospitality industry, hotel sure. administration, obviously, long academic tradition there, but really meetings and events are the stepchild for. Yeah. for and to this day, within the uh, sort of traditional academic associations in hospitality, and I'm putting that in quotes. <laughs> 
meetings and events are kind of in there, but we really, nobody really cares very much about us there. It's still very much hotel and food and beverage oriented. Right. But we are paving the way. You know, think of that that picture of Marianne uh, with the with the in the, the Marseillaise. You know, leading the troops. Leading the, the people. Um, we are really beginning to uh, make our mark. Uh, within academia, and that's what's so exciting is to be, you be know, part of that. to be part of that. Yeah, I've, I've, I would say, you know, I've, I've been in the industry probably about 30 years myself, and uh, I, I told somebody once, I've had to relearn what I did uh, three or four times because of the technology changes, but certainly in the 80s, there was no formal education about this right there really. were a couple of you know and there've yeah. been some classes here and there and some but really you're you're absolutely right and the 80s was uh, you know when I was really just ramping up in the profession as a practicing meeting planner in the 80s I was a corporate mm-hmm. meeting planner and then I was a you know in a third party agency and we really and I, mean, I I didn't really join MPI until the mid 90s and even then we really didn't pay any attention we didn't think about faculty and students because it just wasn't developed right people this is the this is the uh the industry the people quote fell into ask anyone absolutely of our generation or even one day and you know how did you end up doing this well you know i was doing something else and i part of that you know in my case i was uh a public relations manager in a multinational pharmaceutical company. Okay. Uh, and then I became a marketing manager, and there weren't was no such thing as meeting department or meeting manager. Part of my job as a marketing manager was to organize, organize. meetings. Yeah. Uh, and 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 there really was no discipline there. There was no profession there. Even when you know first joining uh, MPI back in '95, I'm very proud to say this is my 21st. WEC. I haven't missed one. Oh, that's great. Um, right. Someone said to me, gee, your WEC attendance can drink now. It's 21, you know. <laughs> um, I, I haven't been to quite that many. I've, I've probably been to about 14 of the last 15 or 20. I, I missed one or two in there, but that's... Yeah. Uh, so I will admit that when I was in my heyday, uh, because I went from corporate planning into... Uh, agency planning and then started my own international meeting management company and had that for 17 years. Uh, I really didn't pay much attention to the whole academic end of it. Um, So it's extraordinary and really very exciting. Uh, Now, you know, flash forward, uh, finally got too old and too cranky to stay on the front lines there (laughs) and was just about to retire. I've tried to retire three times, just so you know. and they keep um, pulling you back well, in. Well, right? yeah, they keep pulling me back, and I'm clearly not ready. You yeah. know, I'm, uh, uh, and uh, and I'm I'm fortunate enough to have a very patient husband, who took early retirement and has been waiting for me for quite some time. But he knows, he knows me better than I know myself. Uh, but I, I think patience and a spouse is required in this industry. Oh, good lord! Well, he had nothing to do. Uh, he had nothing to do with this industry, right. and and I have to say, my, uh, my my husband is not my first, but he's my last and my best, uh, and so it's ten years, ten to twelve years that we're together. And he came from a completely different area. He was an architect and a professor of architecture, and he's the one who got me into academia. Okay, okay. and said, you know, you are just not ready to right off into the sunset with me, much as I would love to right off into the sunset with you right now. 
you should really go into academia, and the rest is history. Uh, um, so over the last, I would say, it's really only in the last decade or 10 to 15 years that, that the profession here, the, the professional practitioners, have really started to recognize that there's an academic component. Mm -hmm. I would say certainly within the last five to 10 years, um, it's become more uh, right. prevalent. Uh, and certainly I'll say within the last five, because I'm in it and I'm making everybody pay attention, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I noticed like with the CIC that, mm -hmm. you know, is doing the Hall of Leaders, they, the requirements and the way that you renew your CMP certification is formalized in a different way now than it was right. 10 years ago. And, you know, when you're looking at the alignment of the courses that you've taken to certain skill areas within IMBEX and things like that, That's right. it, um, it is a more uh, disciplined and formal and structured way to look at the education required to do things within our industry. Which is precisely what we're doing in academia now, and that's what's so exciting to me. Because I was actually part of the original, MPI's original Body of Knowledge Task Force back in 2010. Okay. That got together, I mean imagine 20 some odd or more incredibly, you know, type triple A egos <laughs> locked in a room together for two days going literally, you know, line by line, word by word. Right. Uh, to establish the, what became the MBEX, the Meeting and Business Event Competency Standards. Right. So this was the great, first great watershed because up until that point, 2011, when it, when it came out, up until that point, we really didn't have any established Standard. standards yeah. um, that everyone recognized and said, yes, this is, this is the platform for you know, what should be the profession. Right. So that was the first big step. The next big step, really now, and this is why I can't die or retire yet, because <laughs> uh, this is the, the next crusade. You know, I, I've always been, from the time I started uh, in this, this business, which is over 30 years now, I've always really been very passionate about raising the level of professionalism of what we do going from that anybody can do it, right. or what was called the secretary in those days, yeah. I mean, you know, the whole party planner thing, you know, we all know this. Yeah. I mean, that's really been at the core of everything that, that I have done uh, in my entire career in this extraordinary business. Um, and the next step is to tr take our industry and really make it a true profession. All right, so what does that mean? We call ourselves professionals, and there are prof what does it mean? Mm -hmm. First, you have to have, there are three pillars. You have to have a established body of knowledge and standards. Okay, done, great, got we got that. that. Okay. Then, if you look at other professions, there is, there is an academic base to that. All right, so look at architects, look at physicians, look at CPAs, okay? Look, um, they, there is a, an academic preparation. Okay. That relates to that, that body of knowledge. That relates to that body of knowledge. That that body of knowledge that is accepted by the professionals. Mm -hmm. So what we have done, what's a little revolutionary that I'm very proud of in our program at MSU Denver, is that we have actually developed an entire a curriculum 
We've taken what has been a concentration within what the Department of Hospitality, Tourism and Events, and we are launching a, free, a, a self-standing, freestanding Bachelor of Science in Event Meeting Management in the fall. An wow. entire curriculum based on the MBEX. Okay. Okay. That's the second step. So if, if we can do that, and now, and we share, We're, we really share, unlike a lot of academics. So let's fast forward another 10 years or so. If we can get more academic institutions, whether it's in hospitality schools, in business schools, wherever it is, to develop their degrees based on the MBEX, then we'll have a critical mass mm -hmm. of that academic platform. That's step two. Because quite frankly, if you look on any of the job boards in MPI, PCMA, they'll look and you'll see bachelor degree right. required or preferred, but now pretty much it's required. Yeah. You know, within 10 years, you're going to need a bachelor's degree to, to get into this business. You didn't need that 20 years ago. No. As you say, people stumbled into it from somewhere right. else. You know, it's and like, oh, look you know, at that I door. used to joke, I got a PhD from the School of Hard Knocks. Yeah. You know, the school of falling down on my tochas and picking, <laughs> picking myself up and hoping I didn't make the same mistake again. The third and last, you know, component of really elevating what is an industry to a profession is once you have that critical mass of academic uh, programs is to have them accredited. Again, in the same way you have your architecture programs accredited, engineering anything else, or engineering. Uh, that's a little more complicated because somebody's got to do that. Somebody's got to accredit it. Okay. Now, whether that's a CIC, whether that's some other body, I mean, there, there are various possibilities out there. And right. that's, you know, that's in the future. But that's where we're going. That's where we should be. According to Krug, that's <laughs> where we should be going because the, only then are we truly a profession. Right. Right. Uh, and that's my dream. And that's, I am really, on, honestly, uh, I'm a little long in the tooth, but the, the kids in my school gave me a Mighty Mouse t-shirt. They call me Mighty Mouse. <laughs> and I am absolutely, you know, I'm, I'm completely energized on that. I, I, you know, I feel as if I'm standing in the middle of the bridge. It's that view from the bridge. I can look back 30 right. years, see from whence we've come, see where we've come from. But thanks to this wonderful opportunity, you know, to, to be at the university, and I'm chair of the department now, um, and I'm not going anywhere yet, I hope, uh, you know, I'm looking forward, and I am, you know, I spend my day with, you know, it's become a cliche, but I spend my day with, with the next generation right. of, this, of this industry, this profession. They, they are professional, I tell them, you are not students, you are professionals in training. Right. And that's how you introduce yourself. That's how you think about yourself. Uh, so we, we have some very, very exciting things. Well, it's, it's interested, interesting to me that you're being recognized for achievements. But in yet the past. there's such a road ahead <laughs> that you're talking about. And, and in all honesty, that's the exciting part that I can right. see from what you're saying. It's much more exciting about the future. The, the past is the past, and it's happened, and there's you know achievements that, that we're looking back on, but these cool things in the future are what's inspiring you. Absolutely, and, and, and I'm very, really very appreciative, and, and, and anyone who knows me will laugh when they hear me say humbled. You know how everyone says, oh, I'm humbled. Um, 
I'm probably not the most humble person you've ever been born and raised in Midtown Manhattan. Good solid ego here, but it <laughs> but it is humbling. Yeah. Believe it or not, obviously a recognition like this from your peers is extraordinary, uh, and it, I also have no idea why or what they they signaled out. I mean, I, I haven't seen the nomination documents. This came as a complete surprise to me. Uh, I will say though that in my you know up to this point, um, where I'm now you know on the barricades moving right. forward. Uh, to, to, to raise the level of professionalism, I, I, I am very proud of the, the, the past years where I really, uh, to a certain extent, helped to put the I in MPI, mm -hmm. make it a more international, because my whole experience was international. I didn't plan a meeting in the U.S. until I was 10 years into the career. Wow, that's impressive. Everything I did was overseas. Okay. Uh, so I did a lot of, uh, you know, very involved in that. And quite frankly, I was one of the one of a few of us in the industry who really focused in on risk management and contingency planning way before 9/11. Way before yeah. you know, nobody thought about it. Nobody wanted to think about it. Put it into the CMM curriculum. Right. Right. Uh, and really just kept hammering away. And I will I will tell you when I took the CMM myself. You know, I remember there was a specific segment that we covered on risk management and contingency planning and all of those things because that is a strategic well, component. That was your girlfriend here who <laughs> developed that original course. I mean, colleagues in later years who were teaching it obviously, you know, I'm sure made it much better, but that, you know, so those were really those were I believe, you know, the two major contributions if any that I made to the industry prior to becoming, I joke, prior to becoming a marginalized academic. Um, you know, because in, in the past, academics, were, we were just invisible. Right. Well, you know, unfortunately, I'm, I've never been invisible, and I won't allow myself to be or anybody who's, who's around me, so. It's, uh, it, it, it's really so important, uh, the areas of, of those planning of contingencies and planning for uh, emergencies and things and, and that's always been stressed I know in my kind of technical world things like rigging and power you know if the coffee's cold that's one thing but if you harm someone that's a different thing Absolutely. and the people who come to your event are in your care in that sense and so, so there's not only the moral and ethical responsibility of care, but there's the legal yeah. responsibility. There's a lot of liability there, you know. And again, that's what most people, you know, outside, and um, outside the, the the business don't understand, you know, that it's it's not rocket science, but in fact, it's as it's as complicated, and has as much liability, quite mm -hmm. frankly. Uh, as rocket science in certain uh, certain areas, there are so many moving pieces and right, so many exactly. things going on. I when when I met my wife, um, I was already in the business for quite a while, and uh, I, you know you try and explain what you do. Can't. A and I finally said, well, I kind of worry about stuff before it happens and try yeah. and keep it from happening. I like to say, trying to explain what we do is like a kiss over the telephone. You, you can get the general idea, <laughs> but it's just not the same as getting it in person. Right, you right. Know, you literally have to, uh, you know, you have to experience it and all that, so. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's an amazing background and, and just as inspiring and amazing future, the things you're talking about here. And, and it's certainly 
vital to the industry. And so to have someone stepping up the way you've been and you know formalizing the academia and everything is uh, admirable. And thank you for your hard work. Oh, you're more than welcome. It's, you know, literally I get up every day and I cannot wait to get into that office, into school. Um, and, you know, to have that feeling at this, you know, after 30 years yeah. uh, is really, it's really a privilege. I'm really very happy. You're very kind to, to interview me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. I know it's always busy at WEC for everyone. And so taking some time yes. to sit down and talk is very nice. And thank you, Carol. It was great to meet you. The pleasure was not entirely yours, I assure you. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk, maybe we'll talk to you again at IMEX. I hope, uh, yes, I'll be there, the, uh, absolutely. During the induction. And if anyone is interested, um, it's a great dinner to attend. They should come yes. to the dinner. And uh, uh, come to IMEX in general. I'm a big proponent of IMEX because of the education offered there at no charge. That's and, right. And uh, so I've, I've been to all of them and uh, really, uh, really enjoy that. So they can come and meet you. They can come and come see you join me. the Hall you of know, Leaders. You know, there's a rumor going around that I might moonwalk. I don't know. I've been challenged. Uh, you know, jury's out on that, but well, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll follow up on that on the podcast. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you, Carol. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. This has been the Strategic Meeting Tech Podcast, your podcast source for news and discussions of the meetings and events industry. You can find out more about Strategic Meeting Tech at our website, www.strategicmeetingtech.com. There you'll find resources and information about how we help planners to create better audiovisual and technology outcomes at their events. Our music is provided by Steph Sachs, under license from the Creative Commons, and you can find out more information and links to the artists there on our website as well. Please send any comments or show suggestions to John, J-O-N, at strategicmeetingtech.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.